Hello and welcome. This is Lights Out and away we go with the episode. With the Formula 1 podcast for fans and by fans. I'm Will. As I look across the digital garage, as always, I'm joined by my co-driver, or should I say my co-host, Sam. Hello, Sam. How are you? Hello, Will. Hello, listeners. I'm very well, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. You're sporting some uh, some new merch today. I am, yes. I'm paying paying the piper, as they say. Do you like well, it? You're, um, well, I am liking seeing you wearing it rather than me wearing it. But um, <laughs> yeah, for, for losing the predictions game I, I last, last season, you uh, had to go buy some some Red Bull merch. And so you're sporting a lovely Max Verstappen t-shirt. Is it celebrating any of the World Championships or is it just a generic Max Verstappen it, t-shirt? It is. So I'm just going to hold it up. Sorry, listeners. World Champion feature, 2021, is... 2022. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I did, I did order something different from the oh. place that I bought it from. And they've given you uh, this. But it took so long to arrive that I thought, do you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna i I'm not gonna try and get a replacement because it wouldn't arrive in time for the podcast. So I thought, yeah, I'll stick with it. And it's suitably embarrassing. So it is. It is. And you uh, yeah, you look good in it. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll be wearing that throughout the season, cheering Max on. You're Max super fan. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, well known. Well known Max super fan. Um Indeed. how was your weekend? Yeah, it was very good, thank you. Uh, very chilled. Um just doing lots of I've got a half marathon in a couple of months about a month or so time so I've been doing some long runs and been in the gym quite a bit so I've just been training for that how about you how was yours yeah it was very nice yeah we um had a nice sort of day out with my daughter on on Saturday very nice. went to a local local town and lots of time spent running around in the park and chasing around and whatnot so that was nice and then Sunday very sport oriented I played football and then uh, watched uh, the big Arsenal game yesterday afternoon i was going to ask you has the excitement about uh lewis's move to ferrari dampened at all or are you still sort of um, semi-buzzing about it good question good question i think it did take me about four days to fully get over it i think i've only <laughs> just like i think i've only just kind of like processed it um and it does feel like it's like reality now um i suppose what's where i'm at with it at the moment it's like the initial excitement is kind of dipped now. It's kind of a bit like, okay, that was really exciting, but this is still like really, really far away. Um, and there's some good podcasts and some good long reads about the move, which I which enjoyed over the weekend. Um, so that, that kind of helped me sort of get over it and process it as well. And it's, you know, I've seen a few people who are F1 fans and like speaking to my dad and my brother, interesting hearing their thoughts on it as well as they're, you know, they're big F1 fans. So hearing about who's, who's going to replace him at Mercedes, that seems to be sort of the big conversation at the moment amongst mm-hmm. fans i think but yeah i think i think i've kind of come to terms with now how about you is, is it sunk in it, it has but the, the way i know that i'm definitely really excited about it is normally with these things i'm excited about it for a day or two and mm-hmm. then other things take attention and that sort of happened this time so like over the weekend the focus of the attention became the football and the new season coming and obviously thinking about this podcast and stuff and then every so every so often i catch myself and i just think about the prospect of lewis driving a ferrari wearing red and I get excited all over again. So that's how I know I'm I'm like really up for it. So every yeah. so often I just I'm in the day I'm like, oh yeah, Lewis is driving for Ferrari in 2025, and I get excited all over again. I hope that I hope that doesn't wane as the season goes on. I'm sure it won't, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll probably only increase as the season goes on as it gets closer yeah. and closer. Uh, but yeah, we, we we came back early. We had to pull the emergency pod uh, to to record that momentous day. I mean. Yeah, I'm thinking back to it. That was just such a surreal day. That like the fact it all happened, how it all unfolded, and for you know, I was, it was funny hearing journalists say it was sort of the, the biggest day in their Formula One career, and they've been mm-hmm. working the sport twenty years. 
Um, you know, we've been doing this podcast for 12 months. That's probably the biggest ever thing that yeah. ever happened to us. So, uh, yeah, no, it was great fun recording that emergency podcast. Um, so yeah, with that, with that on 2025, it's kind of now got to sort of return to 2024 season, start previewing it. And this is the first of several episodes we're going to do previewing it. So, um, we're going to make some season predictions today. Um, next week we're going to do it. Uh, we've got a special guest coming and we're going to mm-hmm. sort of go team by team previewing all the different teams ahead of the upcoming season. And the following week, uh, we'll sort of do a post catch up of all the car launches. I think by then we'll have had all of them. And we've had a few already today. We've had Williams, which is, I'm a big fan of the Williams one. I think they've made a really good uh, new livery. And also, I noticed the Cypods are a bit like Red Bulls. Mm. Ooh, Shocking. Different to last year's. Convergence yeah, I know. on the fastest I know, I know. design. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least, yeah. at least they've followed the crowd. And then I think we're about to see, as we're recording this, the stake or formerly known as Alfa Romeo. Uh, in their green and black are about to launch their car so i'm sure they'll look good as well mm-hmm. um and then, then we go then we're going to pre-season testing so uh yeah so for today's episode we're gonna make some predictions uh and actually it was making predictions about a year ago around about a year ago this sort of time that's what sort of started uh the podcast because i mm. said sam we should make some predictions and then sam sam said let's make it into a let's make it into a podcast and here we are 12 months later um, yeah. So we picked seven categories. We're going to make some predictions. And we've added a bit of spice to it. So we're going to add these predictions to the prediction game that we did throughout all of our seasons. So if you're a new listener, our predictions game is where every weekend we randomly allocated uh, different drivers. And we've got to predict their final position in the race. And you get points for how many positions out they are from the one you predicted. Uh, and so obviously last year, Sam lost and had to wear this lovely Max Verstappen t-shirt, which I'm having to look across from. Um, <laughs> but this year we've added this part of it. So uh, for every incorrect prediction you make today, it adds two points onto your final score. So you, know, you could be having a nice, healthy 12-point lead and that could disappear and you could be losing if you get all of them wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's had a bit of jeopardy. We'll have to make, remember what we've what we've put down. Uh, yeah, we didn't really go back, did we, last year and look at what we predicted right back? No, we didn't actually. Maybe, maybe we should maybe we should do that. Maybe we should halfway through the season touch base with our uh, season predictions to see if we're on course or off. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, at the end of the season, we should definitely cover them across as well. So, Sam, I'll kick off with the first category for you to make a prediction for. Who do you think is going to have the most race wins? Well, it won't surprise you, Will, or anyone listening, that I've gone for Max Verstappen of Red Bull. I have also gone for Max Verstappen of Red Bull. Let's hope we've not got the exact same seven answers. I highly doubt it for the for all seven. But um, yeah, do you, do you, do you, are you predicting another sort of imperious season for Max and Red Bull? So I think it has to be closer. I don't think it's possible for it to be more dominant than last year. <laughs> I really hope I don't. I really hope I don't end up eating those words. Like that should that should be a fine of like five points. Yeah, <laughs> every that winning race is by like a minute, and we just say, "Yeah, well done, Max." Imagine yeah. if he won every race. That I mean, it could happen. I mean, he got pretty close last year, didn't he? He did. He um, did. apart from his weird street circuit Checo thing, and um, Sainz picking up the win and Red Bull getting the setup completely wrong for Singapore, he would have done. Um, because he didn't really have any mechanical or any any issues did he really all, all three no. seasons so yeah it's quite possible uh and yeah it's just it's so hard to envisage anybody being able to catch red bull to the extent that they actually win races um on yeah. a regular basis next year or this year because the gap was pretty big already we know red bull 
basically turned off the 2023 development in like June, spent all of their efforts focusing on this year's car. Um, and yeah, the gap was so big. I just, I just can't see any of the teams closing it to an extent that they're going to really challenge Max. And even if they can close the gap a little bit, and I think they will get a bit closer, um, again, it's still Max Verstappen, still a Red Bull, and the likelihood is he's going to win the most races, I think. So yeah. I'm not surprised we've both gone for that. No, no. Um, I think it would be rogue if we'd said someone else, really, of what we saw last season. And yeah, I think I'm similar to you. I keep thinking, sort of wishing, really, that, oh, you know, it's going to be much closer. We're going to pick real battles. But then I've got a niggling sort of fear in the back of my mind. What if the gap is the same or as big and it's as easy? Because, uh, you know, you said they, they didn't develop the car for most of last year, so they switched to 2024 very early. And, you know, Max didn't really have to work that hard for many wins last year. Yeah, he was always on top form, but didn't really have many battles to, to win a race, really. He was kind of quite comfortable in a lot of them mm. and made it. Easy work. So, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if he's not won the race races. And let's hope it's not all of them because that will be terrible for the sport. Uh, and this could also ruin our next category, which is new race winner. So, who do you think is going to win a, a race for the first time? Sprint races do not count. Do not count. It's got to be a full Sunday race. Okay. Uh, I've gone for Lando Norris. Ooh, interesting. What is do that you think different he's to find... you? It is different to me. I've gone oh, for good, his good. Australian teammate, Oscar Piastri. Oh, look, how how roles have t- reversed. <laughs> I know, yeah. You're you're the uh, the Oscar super fan of the tours. Um, I am. I, I yeah. I just think I think Oscar. I think it's going to surprise. He did it last year. He won the sprint. Uh, he just did very well in quite a few races. Um, I think he's going to kick on, and I think he's going to really challenge Lando this year. I think you definitely saw Lando step up and prove to sort of face the threat from his teammate. But I think circumstances are going to fall in his. In his lap, and it's going to be Oscar that gets the win before Lando, which we sound for Lando because he's obviously been in the sport for a while now, and so obviously he's so talented and so deserving of one. But I, yeah, I just think I've got a feeling that Oscar's just going to nip in there. What about you? You think you think it's going to be Lando? So, so put it this way: I think if McLaren get the car right this year, there's every chance they both win their first race this season because there are enough races, right? Yeah. Was it 25, 25 they're doing this year? Yeah, it's yeah. twenty five in theory. I don't know if China's been fully confirmed yet, but yeah, it's twenty five. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah there's, a, there's, a, there's yeah. a lot there. They've got they'll have they'll have their chances, I'm sure. And it just feels overdue with Lando. That was my feeling when I looked at this category. I just thought, well, McLaren are going to be somewhere close next year. Hopefully, a bit close to Red Bull. Um, they came pretty close to competing for wins at various points last year. Lando's really good, and he's he's long overdue a race win. And at some point, luck's going to go his way as well. So yeah, yeah I think both are a relatively sound bet based on what we saw from McLaren towards the sort of back end of last season, but just based on experience and I don't know gut instinct about him being due and this being a good year for him I'm gone yeah. for I've gone for Lando I'm glad you, I'm excited you've gone for Piastri though that's um that's that's quite a bold call I think like he's he's great and I love him obviously but he's you know second year in Formula One yeah yeah but Lewis yeah. in Lewis's second year in Formula One he won a world championship I'm not saying Piastri's going to yeah. win a world championship but he had a he had a very good rookie season and we've seen what happens to drivers that have very good rookie seasons they they kick on um, in their second year, um, I suppose no also, pressure. We, yeah, no pressure, no pressure, Oscar. Um, I suppose with making this prediction, though, you know, unless you're going for like a freak race, like when Ocon won or Ricardo won or when Gasly won, you're picking out of, of the teams near the top of those that haven't won a race before. You know, they are the obvious choice, McLaren. It's either one of them, or if it's not them, it's then you're probably next candidate. It's probably someone like Lance Stroll, um, which is I don't think 
I don't think either of us will ever think he'll ever win a race. So, uh, yeah, watch, watch him now win a race now. And we'll be like, well, there we go. We kind of called mm-hmm. it, but didn't call it. Um, moving on to world champion. Yeah. If you've gone for the most race wins, I'm guessing you've also gone for Max Verstappen for the for world champion. Am I correct? Ima- imagine if I hadn't. But yes, yes, I have gone for Max Verstappen to win the world championship nice. again. I assume nice. you have two of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, similar similar to the points made above. It's going to be quite straightforward. Although we should we should just say at the day we're recording this, there is uh, news of an investigation being launched into Christian Horner by Red Bull uh, over some inappropriate conduct. Um, so we don't know the outcome of that. We don't know what he's done. We don't know if he's guilty or not. But you know, if that if that distracts the team and that becomes a big news story over the next couple of months, and he ends up leaving or you know just you know that this the drama of it all causes tensions in the team. You know, it could could Red Bull kind of take their eye off the ball a bit, really, because I'm to deal with internal matters. It's it's kind of hard to say when it's so you know it's literally broken today, isn't it? So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what happens with that. Yeah, it could potentially be quite unsettling, couldn't it? E- equally, um, if Christian Horner does end up uh, sort of leaving Red Bull at any point during the season, I just wonder how Max is gonna cope with Gunter Steiner as team principal. Presumably, he'll be the, <laughs> the ideal candidate, right? Yeah, or Bonotto. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's kicking around as well, isn't he? Um, yeah. yeah, hard hard to see anyone other than Max winning most races and winning the championship, isn't it? Really? Yeah, so, something something's gonna have to go wrong for Max not to be world champion, or we're gonna have to have a real upset to see um, to see to see um, a different team or a different driver winning winning the world championship. You never know. Checo might turn up this season. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Now from world champion. To biggest flop, who have you gone for? I've gone for. I'm really sorry, Will. <laughs> I've gone for Mercedes. Ooh, you've gone for a team. Why? I've so you gone think, for a... you think they you think they get worse than last year? I think they'll do worse than last year. I think they Ooh. were pretty lucky to finish second. I think Ferrari had them on pace at the back end of last year. I think Lewis really overperformed the car and pulled them up the championship. Uh, he's obviously moved to Ferrari in 2025. I think there must be... There are, as I discussed last week, some pull factors, but I think there's a bit of push there too, probably, because he's... You know, he'd have sat in the... What do you call it? The uh, simulator and stuff and seen what the car's like, uh, seen what development direction they're going in. And I think it's quite a, it is quite a big move for him. So I feel, like, I feel like there must have been something there to make him think, oh, maybe I could. And he has obviously mm. decided to take that option up. Um, I also think uh, Red Bull are going to run away with it. I think Ferrari will be closer. I think McLaren could be ahead of Mercedes as well. So my prediction is Mercedes will finish at highest third in the Constructors' Championship this year. And I actually think they might they might finish below McLaren. What, so finishing fourth? Finishing fourth, yeah. A big flop there. Flop down from third to fourth. Or second yeah. to fourth. Well, second, yeah, they're in second, right, at the moment. So, and they're, so they're do you think the W15 is going to be worse than the W14? Yeah. Wow. Wow, that is a bold prediction. Mm. I don't know. I just have this feeling. I just, I don't, I don't mm. get, like, I don't know if I'm reading too much into signals and stuff, but the fact that they've just used words like the car is more drivable, like, surely, surely <laughs> the car being drivable is the absolute bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> for a team meant to be challenging for a world championship with 
as you and I agree, the greatest driver of all time. It shouldn't be drivable. It should be, yeah, really good. Like we've moved in the right direction. We're going to be competing. We're all really excited. Instead, it's like the car's drivable. Oh, and by the way, Lewis has moved to Ferrari. Like it's not a great, it doesn't feel like a great couple of weeks. And maybe this is just me reading too much into certain things, but I don't know. I've just got this feeling. And yeah, just based on how it ended last season, I'm just not convinced they're necessarily going to be able to hold off Ferrari, who I think will make progress. I think, and I, and I really do believe McLaren have like got something exciting there as well in what they've developed and with those two drivers. So, yeah, I'm going for Mercedes uh, to struggle quite badly this year. I I can see that happening. You can see a world in which it gets into the season and goes, well, Lewis is absolute genius for walking out before the season happened because the performances aren't good. I mean, the optimist in me thinks that you know they're starting the season with a car they're probably not going to change after what was it four or five races that they did last year. And, you know, can you can you imagine if we turned up uh, on the 15th of February when they did the car launch and the car had no side pods again? <laughs> like they just scrapped, <laughs> scrapped all they learned last year. Like, yeah, we're going to give it a third time. Third time's the charm. Like, could, could you imagine that would be one of the funniest things in Formula history? Like, no, we still think we're going to we're going to be world champions with this design. I mean, I, I'd be shocked if, it, if if they had no side pods. I really, so just to be clear, I really hope I'm wrong about this. But in the same way that I had a lot of hope going into last year, because I thought, man, mm. W13 was so bad. The W14 is going to be better. It had side pods after a while. And it didn't massively get better. And you could just tell Lewis was like deeply unhappy about lots of things with the car. Yeah. I really hope I'm wrong. Because I, as I said last year, like the best chance we have as podcasters and as fans for a close championship battle is for Mercedes and Ferrari to both be in the fight and for Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton to give max a run for his money hmm. um i was hopeful last year i feel burned by that hope for me maybe that's what it is maybe i'm looking at the the prospect you're of the car more, launch more next week yeah. and just thinking oh no they're gonna do it they're gonna let me down again um yeah yeah but i yeah i just yeah just a feeling i think there's a, there's a bit about um ferrari's progress as well i think and mclaren's progress that makes me think maybe both they teams could both of them out. could overtake mercedes yeah yeah yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, if the car is not very good, it will be interesting to see Lewis's comments about it after testing, after the first couple of races, because he said last year, quite early on in the season, you know, I, I, I told them what they need to fix. They ignored me or, you know, why is the seat in the wrong position? I told them where I want the car seat. So it'll be, it will be interesting to see if he, if he says anything publicly about the design of the car, because we know how involved he is staying late in the car design is feedback as well. So, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, I feel like Mercedes, it, it could really go one or two ways and they could be back being a real threat or they could like say, tumble off into being a midfield team. I mean, I did kind of allude to that when we talked about it with Lewis going. So if they had a couple of bad years, they could just be very much a mid table team, which is kind of a long way from where they were of like, what was it winning eight constructor world championships, seven driver world championships. Like, yeah, yeah. Quite a fall from grace. Uh, what, my what have you big, gone for? Yeah, what's your big, my biggest big flop? flop? I've gone for Fernando Alonso. Oh, <laughs> the lizard killer! The lizard killer, indeed. Um, I think he's what forty-two. He's going to be forty-three this year. I think if that Aston is not going to be as good as it was last year, I mean that Aston was a car of two halves. Like started off really, really well, and he did a really good job, and then it kind of faded away, and then it kind of came back a little bit. But I think if that car is very average, I can just see him being very, very average. Like, 
you forget when his final season at Alpine before he left Aston Martin, Ocon did beat him. And he only beat his teammate last year because his teammate is, you know, a Nepo baby that has been bankrolled by his dad. Literally, like he's <laughs> that that is Lance Stroll. Um so it's not it wasn't any great achievement. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna go out there and say Lance Stroll's gonna outperform Fernando because I think that would that would be quite something. I just don't think he's gonna have as good a season as he was last year. And I think there were points last year where people were saying, Oh, Fernando's on the cusp of a win and then he was nowhere near a win for quite a long period and that kind of just died. And I can see that as well. Like everyone going, Oh, Fernando had such a great year last year, isn't he so talented? And this year just not being really in the conversation and being very much a middle of the pack driver. And I think that'll be partly down to the car that Aston Martin produced. Um I mean he did maximise it last year, but I just don't think that car's gonna be as good as it was last year. And I think you're just gonna see his performances tail off, especially if he starts to feel a bit disenfranchised with the whole project or if his head gets turned and he tries to get a move to Mercedes, you know, I could see him sort of switching off a bit there as well. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people seem to be thinking he might be Hamilton's replaces as a stopgap until Andrea Kimantanelli comes in uh, in a couple of years' time. So, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Do you think Alonso could be a big flop or you think he'll just carry on riding off into the sunset and killing lizards? I... <laughs> Uh, I think it's quite possible. So I've got a slightly Alonso-related prediction later on. In Ooh. so in the second half, I'll come to. So I won't going to kill a crocodile. In depth. <laughs> yes, all reptiles beware. Lando <laughs> Alonso is after you. Um, but yes, I I minded to agree with you. I think uh, I don't have a huge amount of faith in Aston Martin just based on sort of how they developed the car last year and so clearly went the wrong direction and then just couldn't rectify it for effectively half a season. It wasn't um, until Brazil, really, was it? That was when no. he was able to beat Perez the line, really. That's when we saw him come back, really. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think they could see some of their rivals catch slash, slash overtake them. Um, and yeah, I, I sort of agree with you about Alonso and his his struggles in a car that he doesn't feel particularly confident about. Um, and it could be one of those years, but I'm going to say nothing else because I've got a, yeah, there's an Alonso related prediction later on that I'll, uh, I'll share with you. Wow. On that note, on that suspense, we'll go <laughs> to a quick break. We'll take a very quick pit stop. Hello, welcome back from the break. Hope you had a jolly old time. Now, Sam, let's get straight back into our categories and our predictions. The next one, mid-season driver sacking. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to get the, the P45 halfway through the season? I have gone for nobody. Ooh. I don't think there'll be any driver sackings this year. And why is that? Uh, I think all the lineups are pretty settled. There are a couple... Yeah. Or like two or three candidates, maybe, and like if performance is really bad, then maybe we'll see them switch it up. But I also think we're seeing less and less faith in young drivers, particularly since the cost caps come in because crashes are expensive. Stask, Haas, and Mick Schumacher. Um, and yeah, the top teams like the biggest change obviously is Lewis moving to Ferrari, and we'll probably see some announcement about whoever replaces Lewis soon, but it won't be until 
like they won't be moving until the end of the season when when mm. Lewis moves to Ferrari. I don't see I don't see unless something goes catastrophically wrong, which is potentially part of my first prediction about Mercedes flopping. Um, I don't really envisage Lewis moving sooner than the end of the season, and the same goes for Sainz. So. I don't. I don't think we'll see any mid-season driver sackings. Is that an acceptable answer for this? Yeah, that yeah. is. I mean, I was going to say. I think there are about. I think it's like twelve or thirteen drivers that contracts expire at the end of the season. So, yeah, for a lot of people, it doesn't really make sense to make a change mid-season when you've got the you know the deals about to expire at the end of the season. You know, the, if they're good enough to get a seat this year, they're sort of going to keep faith with them for a, another twelve months, surely, unless things go. South. I think you're right. The lack of alternatives is quite a key feature. So that, that is uh, an acceptable answer. So, uh, who, who, how about you? Have you got a name? So several? I have. Got, I have got a name. I've. I think I made a similar sort of prediction last year, um, but kind of in the other way around. I didn't. I don't think we did season like driver sackings last year. Um, I've gone for Sergio Perez. I think. <laughs> I just think he's going to have a rough start to the season, and the only the only reason why I think he will go either get sacked or be shuffled down to AlphaTauri um, is because Red Bull have that model, right? They have two teams and all the drivers' contacts are with Red Bull, not with individual teams. So they can easily move them around. So I can I can easily see a scenario where they give Checo a few races and if he's losing points and there is com- competition from Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, you know they'll want to secure the the constructors, and so they won't take that risk. And they'll either bid him off, or they'll shuffle him with um, Danny Ricciardo, and they'll give him the seat. I mean, I did predict Danny Ricciardo would be in the Red Bull by the end of the year, but he was in, in a, he was in a form of Red Bull last year. But uh, mm. yeah, I can just I can just see that happening. And uh, you know they've also got Liam Lawson, who's able to step in as well if they wanted to completely get rid of of Checo from the the teams completely. So uh, yeah, I, th- I think he, I think he's very lucky to have survived the winter. I think there are drivers that have raced for Red Bull that have been sacked for far less than what he, you know, for the performance he's put in. So um, yeah, I don't think they'll need much excuse to get rid of him. Yeah, we I think we had a stat didn't we towards the end of last year that his average uh, finishing position was ninth, I think something like yeah. that. I think it was ninth. Yeah, yeah. An album album got sacked, and he was averaging seventh, I think, at the time. Yeah, so that's it. That's it. Um, yeah. Okay. I could see that. Um, Checo was on my list of potentials, but uh, I just don't. I don't know. Red Bull stuck with him all through last year, and maybe that's more about them totally dominating the constructors and Max basically winning it on his own. They didn't yeah. feel the need to sack Checo, but. Um, yeah, I think a lot will depend on how far ahead Red Bull are. Like, if the pack is much closer and it's more competitive, and we see, you know, Ferrari or a Mercedes or a McLaren on the podium, finishing behind Max or finishing ahead of him now and again, more regularly than last year, um, and there's a possibility that Red Bull are dragged into a proper fight for the constructors, then maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see them pull the trigger. And there's the Horner factor as well here. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that? Mm. Um, and maybe another team was- principal takes a slightly different view of Checo when his what he offers the team and things, I don't know, possibly. Mm. I was just going to say, Christian, if he, if he still is in post for the season, um, one of the things to watch is just what he says about Checo before a race, like the, on the grid before a race starts, because he's usually quizzed by Sky about Checo and about the race. And, and there was quite a few times last year where he would say, he's had a bad Saturday, but it's all about the race. And then the race, he would just bomb. And that was kind of, you could see every week, his comments before the race were kind of getting more and more like desperate, like, come on, like, You've got to do this, or 
you could see his patience being tested. So, um, yeah, I think he'll be he'll be one to watch as give an indication of where Checo's future lies. And also, I I found it last year as well with Nick de Vries, like they were when they knew they didn't want the driver, they made it very public very early on that they were kind of moving against the driver before they then did sack him. So you'll see comments from Helmut, you'll see comments from Horner if he's still there. Um, so I'm sure the mood music, mood music will sort of to the tune of whether he's going to last last the season or not. But who knows? You, they could just keep him for 12 months. He's not a bad driver to have for 12 months, really. Um, but yeah, who knows? With with Daniel Ricciardo in the V-carb, the Visa Cash Red Bull app, no, Visa, I refuse Visa, to call it that. Just to be clear, v- just to be clear, through this season, they are Red Bull B. Red Bull B, fine. You'll For call me, them, I'm calling call them Red, Red Bull, Bull B. B. I'll yep. call them V card because that's easier. And it's Visa Cash App Red Bull. Um, but apparently they're, they're returning to Torosso Blue and Red. Apparently, okay, all right. Not not the traditional Torosso, the the one Brendan Hartley Torosso, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I know. I'm on you, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, moving on to our next category. What do you think is going to be the biggest surprise? Okay, I've gone for Alex Albon to get a podium. Ooh, I like that a lot. I like that a mm. lot. That's a, In, I can get behind that. Yeah, I think Williams have made some good good improvements um, the last particularly the last twelve months. They've obviously got James Vowles, who we both love very much, and uh, he's a really good driver. He's super consistent. Regularly got into the points last year, and I don't think I think it. Like it would obviously be a massive surprise because Williams haven't been on the podium in a very long time, but um, there's a sniff of one I think for them next yeah. for this year. There's enough races, a little bit of carnage here and there. Uh, Albon keeping the keeping it clean and and somehow finding himself second, third, maybe first. You know, maybe he could win a race. That could be great. Um, but yeah, I think Albon picking up a podium is. Uh, I just love it. I, I, that's, that's a that's a kind of heart overhead one for me. But there's a bit of head, but mostly it's heart. So yeah, I'm I'm yeah. really hopeful. Yeah, I think I think that'd be a great story if that happened. I think a lot of people would be very happy for him and for the team, considering they've went from being what back at the grid repeatedly for years and years, and then in a short space of time, like they did really well last year. But I think they're ambitious to kind of close the gap even further this year. And if they could get a podium. Uh, that would be really good. Yeah, I'd I'd absolutely love that. I'm a big big Alex Albon fan, so I think that'd be really good for him and his reputation. Yeah, and just so people don't think I'm cheating, and I think Alex Albon's going to end up getting the Red Bull seat, I'm going to say Alex Albon will get a podium for Williams. Okay, in 2023, not just Albon yeah. to get a podium because he could, you know, you never know. Maybe Red Bull decide we want him back, get rid of Checo, and then he finds himself in the fastest car every week. <laughs> Podiums galore, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think and he'll get that, one for that Williams. car does. That car does look quick from, you know, from the eye test at a car launch. It does look a good car. Mm. So, uh, fingers uh, crossed. Right, come on. What's yours? I'm intrigued. So I, I'm Surprise. on the similar. I'm on the similar sort of uh, gone with heart overhead, mm. uh, and it's similar sort of topic. I've also gone for a Williams rated one. Oh, now this this is bold. This is incredibly bold. I've really lived up to the biggest sort of surprise as well. I think Williams will beat Alpine in the constructors. Now, Ooh. for con- for context, la- context, last year Williams I think got twenty eight points in the constructors, and Alpine got one hundred and twenty points. I think it was. So there, there was a <laughs> there was a very big gap. There was a very big gap. I'm very much aware of that, but I think they're going to trade places. I've just got a feeling that Williams is going to have a really good season. They're ambitious. They're going to push on. I actually think Logan Sargent's going to kick on and develop this year. I really hope for him that he does as well. Um, and I think he probably get a few more points, and mm-hmm. so. 
I could just see that. And I, just, I could just see Alpine just getting lost and being a bit of a mess. I, just, I don't quite get what Alpine Formula 1 team is and where they're trying to go and what they're trying to do. They seem to be a bit of a mess. So I, I think this could be a year where they kind of misjudge it. They get caught out. And next thing you know, you've seen Williams overtake a manufacturer. I think that would be, oh, that'd be lovely. So yeah, that, that is a big that is a big surprise because I think that would be quite a big shift for Williams to go up and replace them, but it kind of relies them them, them both sort of trading places and trading fortunes. Nice, I love that. Okay, so I'm just doing a bit of maths, thinking about. Uh, so I think last year I predicted Williams not to finish last in the championship. You have now predicted them to finish in fifth. So based on mm. the fact they massively overperformed even my expectations last year, and they finished seventh. That means Williams presumably are going to finish like third in the constructors, maybe above Mercedes this season, based on our predictions form. Yeah, and then, and then before you know, they'll be world champions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Alex Albon, world champion, twenty twenty five. Him and oh. Lewis fighting it out. For, it's like old school Williams versus Ferrari fighting yeah. for a world championship. It's like the nineties. Oh, wouldn't, wouldn't that? I mean, we can dream, but wouldn't that be great to see Williams at the front again? Mm, it would. Oh, the that's last, great. The I last that, team that name. And also yeah. Alpine are an absolute basket case of a team. So it's entirely possible that like it yeah. goes mental and they have a really bad yeah. season. So nice. The, the, only, the only thing that's saving Alpine, I think, is they've got two good drivers. Like yeah. Esteban Ocon has his moments, but is reliable and can, is good. And I do think Pierre Gasly, there's a good driver in there somewhere. I don't think he's developed into the star he could have been a couple of years ago. But they've still got two talented drivers, so they could still save them. But yeah. We'll what you mean is Esteban Ocon has some penalties. Yeah, he has some penalties in him, yeah. Just just the six across two races. <laughs> never forget, never forget. Um, now, our final category, kind of related, similar to Biggest Surprise, but what's your bold prediction? Now, I'm guessing this is Fernando Alonso shaped. Okay, so I've got, I've got two options for bold prediction, and I'm actually going to let you pick, in your own interests, the most bold one. Obviously, increasing like that, I pick okay. up two points at the predictions game because I couldn't decide between the two of them because I really, I don't know, I really bad. Well, I really badly want one to come true. Anyway, they are number one, Lance Stroll to get more points than Fernando Alonso for Aston Martin in twenty twenty three. Oh wow, that is very similar to my flop one. Wow, okay, yeah. Uh, so my logic there is Stroll improved back end of last year. Alonso uh, wasn't massively happy with the direction of travel. And I've got a sneaky suspicion that if anyone moves teams mid-season, it's going to be Alonso. And if he does, there's the possibility that Stroll outscores him. It's quite possible Alonso moves, Stroll continues to be rubbish, and then whoever replaces Alonso outscores Stroll, (laughs) which Mm. is entirely possible. But I've just got a feeling that um, Stroll will have a better season, Alonso might struggle, and you never know, it could happen. The odds are that doesn't happen, because I don't... Was it like 23-0? Yeah, Alonso was, beat Stroll last year in yeah. qualifying, yeah. and then in yeah, in races I think it was like twenty two one or twenty one two something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, the other one is Sebastian Vettel to announce a comeback. What he will return to Formula One this season, or he will return to he will return to Formula One for twenty twenty five. So that so. So my technicality is that's more of a twenty twenty five prediction rather than it's twenty twenty four season prediction. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go with the Lance Storm because that feels more about the 2024 season. All right. I do. I do like that. The boldness in, th- in thinking Vettel's going to make a return. Are you going to? You know, this won't count towards your points, so don't worry. This is a free hit for you. But do you do you want to predict where he'll end up? Stake. Oh, 
Mm. I think so. I could yeah, just the the Audi, Audi potential German. Yeah. Big name. Yeah. I mean uh, maybe Mercedes, but I've just not I don't know. I just don't know. I think they'll they'll want a proven high performing driver to replace Lewis. Yeah. Whereas yeah, I think yeah, yeah. yeah, Stake will be thinking about Audi and first season in the sport, safe pair of hands, who's available. They'll be get, hungry get for success. They'll be hungry for success. <laughs> See what I've done there, steak, hungry, steak. Very hungry. good. Um, uh, what's your what's your bold prediction? My bold prediction, I think we're going to have four different constructors win races this season. Ooh, okay. Uh, who are the last four year you're we had? Then? Last two we had two. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm being bold. I'm not going to say which four. I'm just going to say there's going to be four different constructors that will win races. That's fine. I'm just interested. So you're not held. You're not held okay. to these four. Okay. But if, okay. if you had to pick four, what four are you having? Red Bull. Yeah. Ferrari. I'm just saying, if you do get all of these right, I'm going to award you some kind of bonus at the end of the year. Nice, okay. Go on. McLaren. Okay. And then... I love you've not said Mercedes yet, as a Mercedes fan. Uh, Yeah, but it's just, it's like you say, you just don't... No, I'm going to say Mercedes. Okay. I was weighing up Aston, but you were just saying, we've just said that they're going to flop. It would be a bit counterintuitive to say um, Mercedes. Yeah, I'd say they're not the Mercedes. I think Mercedes are going to pull it together at some point and I think mm. another better year they, they did they did that with the W13 right you know when when George won in Brazil I think last year was a real rarity and they and they you know they probably should have won Austin you know if they got the strategy slightly better and they hadn't run the car so close to the floor I yeah. think he would have I think Lewis would have won that so um yeah, you know what's bad you know what's really bad for Mercedes the mm. fact that that win in Brazil the more the time has gone on the more mad that win actually looks in the context of the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, it's such yeah. an outlier. It looks a real freak, doesn't like it? A yeah, win yeah. is an outlier now for them. Yeah. 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 And Not that good. one, you know, for me, I think that car was worse than the W14. Mm. Um, and yet it's, it, it's got a race win, whereas last year's car seemed on the whole slightly better, but wasn't. So, uh, yeah. 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 So I think after last year, only having two constructors, I think we'll double that this year. I think, yeah, I really, I really hope for the sport we have competition and we have different teams winning for races. I mean, it'd be just be so exciting to sort of after the last probably two seasons of quite a dull championship to actually have a championship battle. And I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I still think Max will make light work of it. But if it's just a bit more of a contest and there's different people winning, different teams winning, that just that just makes the sport so much more exciting as a as a fan. So uh, yeah, it feels quite bold to be like that because you know. We almost, we were at one point sort of saying last year, oh, you know, Red Bull going to win every race, and then there was a freak one race, and they didn't. So, uh, yeah. yeah so and I, I assume for Mercedes, you you think the winner will be his goatedness, and it will be his kind of yeah yeah signing think, off with a win yeah, kind I of vibe. So. I, I think it'll be quite an emotional final win. I don't I don't know how many he'll get, but I think he'll get one with them this season, at least one this season. I think that'd be quite a moment for him to get his final race win. Was it? Listen, this to you the other day is he won eighty two races with Mercedes, yeah, something like that, which is extraordinary. So yeah, hopefully he gets an eighty third. But yeah, I'm not. I'm sadly not tipping him for the world championship this year, which feels a shame. But oh well, got to be a realist in this in this world. We do. Well, now it costs us points. Well, I think we have to be right. Exactly. Exactly. Can't be too. He says having massively bad Lance Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. and they did curse you last year. I think you were on the bad end of some a lot of rogue predictions on Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alonso cost me a lot last year. 
And and well, do, do you know what? He cost me a lot, but he cost the lizards more. <laughs> uh, right. Excellent. Okay. Well, for some fun predictions there. Look forward to looking back at those. Uh, very scared midway through the season, particularly if I already have quite a significant points deficit, as I did for most of last year. Um, thanks very much for joining us. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you have any questions or comments you'd like us to read out and discuss, feel free to drop us a line on Twitter, now X, but we're going to keep calling it Twitter, on Instagram or on Instagram. Uh, at, on Twitter, we are at WPoiser and I'm at LightsOutSam and on Instagram, we are at the Pod. Will, we've got our pre-season or uh, 2023 season preview next week look forward to that yeah with our special guest so uh yeah excited for you to hear from them mm-hmm. uh and yeah we're going to go through each team previewing the upcoming season so we'll cover everyone so if you felt like your team has not been mentioned today you'll get to hear them in detail we'll, we'll talk about them next week so yeah it should be really exciting and our first uh special guest on the show so excited to yeah. welcome them into the lights out garage so we should we call it garage yeah digital yeah. garage yeah. yeah yeah there you go so we say every week so we might as well um <laughs> that's all from us all the best and goodbye bye bye